Welcome to Growing in the Gospel with Father Zach Weber. It is the seventh Sunday in Ordinary Time. Well, welcome to Growing in the Gospel. Father Zach here, um, and we're, we're getting there, guys. It's so close, seventh Sunday, this Sunday, and then next Wednesday will be Ash Wednesday and Lent begins. So I just want to encourage you to take some time this week, come Come to the Lord and ask him, you know, what do you desire for me to be more disciplined in? What do you, how do you desire me to pray more? And how are you calling me to give more uh, to the poor? So our gospel this Sunday comes from Matthew 5, 38 through 48. And we're just continuing to journey through Matthew 5 as we head into, into Lent. And as always, call upon the Holy Spirit. You know, ask the Lord to, to move your heart to conversion, to compassion, you know, get out your Bible. If you don't have one out, just press pause before you enter into the Word. It's always good to have the Scriptures there with you. And if you can, you know, call a friend and, and do a little Bible study with them and really let the Word rest on your heart. And one thing I just want to encourage you to do is, you know, really think about going to confession before Lent begins. Come into Lent with a fresh heart, a fresh soul, ready to receive the graces the Lord desires you because we're called to come out of Lent a resurrected man or woman, someone who has died to self and is resurrected. And not a bad gospel we're going to read here to get us prepared for that. So again, our gospel comes from Matthew 5, 38 through 48. And our gospel begins with, Jesus said to his disciples, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, offer no resistance to one who is evil. When someone strikes you on your right cheek, turn the other as well. If anyone wants to go to the law with you over your tunic, hand over your cloak as well. Should anyone press you into service for one mile, go for two miles. Give to the one who asks for you, who asks of you, excuse me, and do not turn your back on the one who wants to borrow. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father. For he makes his sun rise on the bad and the good and causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what what recompense will you have? Do not tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only... What is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Be perfect. This is the task of every Christian. And you know, you know, for anybody who's who's required to be a disciple, there's more courage and more selfless selflessness required every day. And you know, to be a disciple. We're not called to fight with deep violence and, and evil with evil. We also have to be careful of making sure we're not doing things to be seen, to put on this pious mask of self-promotion so we can be seen greater in the eyes of others than, than in the eyes of our, of our Heavenly Father. So our gospel talks about many things. You know, it talks about an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. You know, it's supposed to stimulate in us an awareness of the need for justice. And some people have become bloodthirsty in our culture for, for revenge. And, you know, if I do what I heard last week, 
if I pluck out my eyes or cut off my hand, you know, if I do that because you have plucked mine out first, notice how that leaves the world short of two eyes or two hands to serve and to present the gospel. Because pretty soon we're going to have people without hands and without eyes, a society of blind men. But the willingness to surprise your adversary, to surprise your enemy with compassion and love and forgiveness, that's at the heart of a Christian. That's at the heart of Jesus. You know, self-giving at all costs. And think about this, you know, after my enemy has slapped both of my cheeks, he will run out of sleep, he will, he will have run out of cheeks to slap. And maybe he'll even be ashamed afterwards. You know, we're called to, to give him our tunic. And maybe he'll have, have, perhaps have pity on us because of our nakedness. And if you go the second mile with him, as the gospel says, maybe that second mile will be the time where you actually enter into friendship with him and he opens his heart to you. And perhaps maybe your, your open hands and your silent mouth will become the most eloquent of teachers and you'll have actually won over a brother in the Lord. So maybe just ask yourselves, you know, are my hands open or is my mouth open? Or is my mouth open and my hands closed or are my hands open my mouth open? And you're going to have to to, to to risk a lot to follow the gospel because the Lord is, is, is very wise in how he speaks to us. Because the invitation to, to violence in our world is more violence. And is this not, however, the very risk of our Lord, the Lord took on to coming into our midst and handing himself over to us in opening his arms to the cross. So, fellow Christian, you and I must ask, must act as he acted and taught. So, by not resisting evil, you allow to spend its fury and show its finiteness, um, and you allow it to exhaust itself. You allow God's life to flow through you and fill the huge void you have by your seeing passivity and creativity in your former adversary. But if you courageously choose the path of humility and loving non-resistance, you've added one more stone to the construction of God's kingdom. So you can just ask yourself, do I build up God's kingdom with my words and my actions or do I build the enemy's one, enemy's kingdom? Because it's black and white. And I think sometimes we just need that. It's black and white. There is no middle ground. Because our true home is in heaven. And the father of lies has a place for us. And the father of mercy has a place for us too, waiting for us. And if we don't take on the gospel message... You know, we're not really growing. We're not really growing in our faith and spreading the, the good news. You know, we're called to love our neighbor. And Jesus shows how narrow-minded some people can be. Even the the Jews of the time had a very narrow interpretation. And even some of them said, you know, they took things out of context about hating your enemy. But Jesus says, love your enemy and pray for your enemy. 
This is probably a reference to Israel's warfare laws in, in Deuteronomy 20. But Gentiles in Canaan worship false gods. So they were enemies of God. But Moses has called Israel to exterminate them under Joshua and the judges, lest Israel imitate their idolatry. So against this background, that's, that's a context, that's a background, Jesus counters Jewish disdain for Gentiles who continue to live in Palestine. He broadens the meaning of neighbor. Jesus broadens the meaning of neighbor to include the Gentiles, even their Roman persecutors. So the Father's impartial treatment of all people is a model for Christian mercy. And if there's one thing our world needs, it's mercy and gratitude. To go to confession, to receive God's mercy, to forgive yourself, and then forgive others, to be an instrument of mercy. And, you know, we're called to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. You know, because if he says, the Lord says, you know, if, if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Like, what did that cost you? It's easy to love people who are easy to get along with. People are agreeable. Don't even the tax collectors do the same? You know, if you salute only your brothers, you only acknowledge those who know you, what more are you doing than others? So a Christian is somebody who's held to a higher standard because we act differently. And if we blend in, if we become like beige Catholics or gray Catholics or gray Christians, we're missing. And what gives... What gives color, what gives life to our, our faith, our relationship with Jesus, life to our world? It's mercy and gratitude and patience and perseverance. So Jesus, he advocates moral righteousness higher than the old covenant. So it is a standard of mercy. So just as Israel was to imitate God in being holy, which you see in Leviticus 19.2, Jesus calls the church, his mystical body, you and me, to imitate God's perfect compassion. And the Father is kind and merciful to the good and evil alike. So, in response to that, you and I have to respond to that. You and I must extend mercy even to our enemies. So, let's just be real. Who do you hate right now? Who are you disgusted with? Who, can you, who are you not forgiving? Who, is, who are you not free with? Or maybe I should say, how many are there? You know, if our Lord forgives us, we're called to forgive others. He, gives, he forgives us freely. And maybe the person looks, looks at you in the mirror every morning, it's you, you need to forgive yourself because you've done some things you're just not proud of. Maybe it's your spouse you need to have a heart-to-heart conversation with. Maybe it's your children. Maybe it's a coworker. And you got to pray for courage. Got to pray for courage to spread the gospel. And you know what? You might be rejected. But that doesn't mean you're, making it, you're not making a difference. You know, and, and, and a lot of times our, our hands are stained here. We're all guilty of a lot of these things. But a saint is a sinner who just keeps trying. A saint is a sinner who just keeps trying. And as, as you head into Lent, you know, I just want to encourage you to really think about what do I need to strip myself of? Do, can I take more time in silence? What do my car rides look like? Can I turn off the TV? Can I take a break from social media? I just want to share a quote with you before I give you our, our, our closing song. This is a quote that just seems to really 
uh, stand out to me. It's from uh, Blaise Pascal. I posted this on, online a little while ago. But he says that I've often said that man's sole cause, or the, he says, I've often said that the sole cause of man's unhappiness is that he does not know how to sit quietly in his room. You know, the room that the Lord says, close your door and be. And we're called to be perfect. And mercy is perfection. The cross is perfection. And we are called to immolate that and spread that message. And you're going to fail. And people might call you a hypocrite. But again, a saint is a sinner who just keeps trying. And only saints go to heaven. Only saints go to heaven. If that's the will of God for you in Christ Jesus, they become a saint. The song I'm going to close with is called Hands Are Stained by Mike Mangione, a new musician for this podcast. Let's encourage you to listen. Just open your heart. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. said, don't give a damn about the men we hanged Cause they were looking for trouble and the trouble came And his mother stayed standing by her baby's side And I can handle anything but that look in her eye And as the storm came coming, her baby died took my boy's hand pushed him off inside I can't explain the thing I saw When the water fell I felt it fall I held the feet of the Nazarene and My hands are stained When I heard him call Well that storm's coming Let's remove them all And his mother's knees fell to the ground And the sky was the color of a wedding gown The soldier walked up to that condemned inside To test his wounds to assure he died when a spear came up, the sky cried. The earth moans with open wide. I can't explain everything I saw. When the water fell, I felt it fall. And I held the feet of a Nazarene, and my hands are stained. took him in, you found him there. 
in those last words I echo his plea When this storm is through, remember me When this storm is through, remember me Hey, I can't explain everything I saw When the water fell, I felt it fall I held the feet of a Nazarene When my hands are stained and I want them clean My hands are stained and I want them clean My hands are stained 